0: Hi, and welcome to EcoGal, The Curious Consumer. I'm Ashley. Today in the EcoGal studio with me is Zena Harris. Zena builds sustainability programs that influence stakeholders and shift industries. She founded Greenspark Group, a sustainability consulting firm that serves the dynamic and fast-paced motion picture industry in the United States and Canada, and has created the annual Sustainability Production Forum event to accelerate knowledge sharing. Welcome, Zena. Hi, Ashley. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's so lovely to have you on. Uh, all right. So we're just going to jump right in. So I know that you work in an industry. Uh, however, I would love to like shift this over to like individuals and families. So, you know, what would you say are the four most impactful areas to reduce carbon emissions for the individual and family?
1: Sure. Well, I think... Um... I think that that's such a great question. And I think folks could probably approach it in a lot of different ways uh, because I feel like sustainability is one of those things that is, can seem so complex um, and abstract. And so for me, um, I, I really like to break it down and and think about um, not only what I can control at, at home, but you know, what my little family does and where we spend most of our time and think about what that means, um, for, for where we're spending time as well, like for our 11 year old son that's at school. So, so when I think about the four areas, um, that we could potentially, um, reduce carbon emissions, I'm thinking about ways to optimize what you know what's going on at my house. Um, you know, and that—that's things like you know thinking about our HVAC system, you know, our windows, our appliances, things like that. And I can go into details uh, on each of these, but 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 thinking about ways to optimize our our home situation, and then what we can do to then further electrify that. Because anytime we're using like a gas furnace, for example, there's an alternative uh, to uh, electrify that appliance um, so so thinking about that and and then otherwise thinking about how to decarbonize our lives um more broadly and uh and then what are we doing with our materials how are we reusing uh, those materials. So those are the four areas I tend to think about and break down within my own family system or uh, household system. And then, you know, how we talk about things with our kiddo and, and maybe what he's doing at school. Um, so again, that's optimize, electrify, decarbonize, and reuse.
0: Awesome. So I'm going to step back. And so uh, I realize like with carbon emissions, you know, I would love to get into like, why are we focused on that? And why does it matter? Because still, I think we hear this a lot. And I still get people going, I don't really fully understand.
1: Yeah, I know. This is the this is the kind of abstract piece of sustainability where it's kind of, uh, you know, we throw out these words, this jargon, like sustainability, we all need to be sustainable. We need to reduce our carbon emissions. And then it kind of, you know, like it just kind of evaporates from there. We don't quite know what to do with that. We don't know what to grasp onto. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, carbon emissions, uh, you know, carbon emissions, this is carbon dioxide is what we're really talking about. It's one of many greenhouse gas emissions. And so we focus in on carbon emissions because they seem to be most prevalent. Um, basically, what what we're saying here is that when we... Um, use fossil fuels we're digging up you know fossilized you know um matter like oil (laughs) from the ground Mm -hmm. we're burning it and then we're emitting it into the air that's essentially you know carbon emissions and there are a lot of other greenhouse gases and greenhouse gases in with that but like that's what we're really talking about so when we're putting you know gasoline or diesel in our cars and trucks. Uh, we are burning uh fossil fuels when we are um utilizing oil to make our energy you know coal fire or you know coal, for example, coal is a fossil um fossil matter to make our 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 power our energy for our cities, that coal-fired power plant is burning carbon emissions. so so it's you know this is it's kind of, it's hard to get your mind around really because, you know, it's baked into how we live, <laughs> you know, it's baked in how we get our power, mm-hmm. um, how we, you know, run our lives, you know, the materials, you know, plastic, for example, is made with um, petroleum, which is a fossil fuel, you know? So, you know, all of this, it's, it's in and around our lives all the time. And why we care about it is because, you um, the greenhouse gas emissions uh, act like a blanket around the earth, mm. really. And so what it's doing is, you know, the more we emit into the atmosphere, it's like covering uh, ourselves with a blanket and are just getting warmer and warmer and warmer. And what that does is it starts to shift earth systems. Mm. And um, and that starts to impact, you know, um, you know, weather, storms, uh, other conditions um, that are affecting us as humans uh, on the planet. So, uh, a side effect of of climate change, um, or an impact of climate change, is more intense storms. You know, more drought conditions, and this impacts all sorts of things that we as humans. Um, do I mean it is not fun to have to evacuate because of an intense hurricane or flooding situation Mm -hmm. or because um, the forest is burning because it's been dry you know we've been in drought conditions I mean like humans you know are affected in these ways I you know a couple years ago I'm in Oregon and a couple years ago there were really intense fires in in California and in Oregon and the smoke in our area was so bad, so thick that we literally got in the car and just started driving. We didn't know where we were going to go. We started driving east to get away from it. And I thought in that moment, oh my gosh, I'm a climate (laughs) refugee. (laughs) This is not something that I thought I would be doing. And, you know, but it affects people in many, many different ways. And so that is why you know it's important to really you know kind of think through it and do what we can in in every way, small or large, at our mm-hmm. at our household level, um, and then you know in our community and, and further into the you know into society to reduce carbon emissions. It's very important and will affect us now and in, in the years to come. So,
0: mm. right. Yeah. And really greenhouse gas, like this is a greenhouse, like that is not a bad thing ultimately because that's what keeps our planet livable. It's just that what I've really come to understand is that this there's so much going out that we cannot draw enough back down to keep it in balance. Am I correct in my basic understanding of that?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's, it's throwing earth systems off. Um, is is what we we are doing in our industrial mode of living. Um, we are throwing we're using more fossil fuels than um, than we should be mm-hmm. to keep earth systems in balance. Um, and so, you're absolutely right. Like we need greenhouse gas emissions, uh, or we need greenhouse gases in general right. to keep our planet. It's like, a, it's like keeping it as a greenhouse. This is what keeps our planet warm and habitable and the whole thing right. there, they are important in those ways, but because we're using more than we should, um, you know, and in, in our industrial way of, of living, um, we are just throwing earth systems off and, um,
0: and that does not bode well for humanity. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is, I guess, why they chose the term sustainability, because it's not, it doesn't, it's, it cannot sustain us, especially with 8 billion people. That's right. I found it really interesting during the first couple months of the pandemic of watching when we took our foot off the gas, how nature began to just, like, come back like the, you know, water's cleared up, the air cleared up. I mean, it just shows how resilient that nature is. If we, you know, once we do pivot, we actually, there is hope, like we've seen what happened. I mean, what a miraculous moment in a really terrifying, horrible, you know, time to be able to see what is possible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was just amazing. I mean, For me, one of the things I noticed right away was just the color of the leaves just became more vibrant. The Mm. air was clear and I could see Mount Hood, you know, normally I can see it, but you don't realize the haze that's around until it's not there and it's vibrant and right there. And I just, there's a hill uh, in my neighborhood and I'd walk to the top of the hill and look out at the mountain and I just... Just take a moment and, and, you know, realize the beauty and realize what's going on. And it just, yeah, you know, the earth, the earth is resilient. Nature is resilient. It bounces back. And we as thinking people. <laughs> are the ones that that grapple with, you know, how we're living and what we're doing. And and Earth will be fine. We're the ones that are going to (laughs) be stressed if we do not uh, think about what we're doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting when you say the word haze. I'm like, I don't think we realize what we what we don't even realize what we're looking through so much of the time. Mm -hmm. And and what that what that is, that's actually, you know, these particle matters, right, that are just we're Particulate matter.
1: Mm -hmm. Particulate matter. It's just out there. (laughs) We're breathing it in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So putting us back on track again. Uh, All right. So you gave these four different areas. So what I would love to kind of hear from you is like, what is an action for each of these that could be done that could contribute towards a reduction of carbon for the individual or the family?
1: Sure so uh let's let's start with optimize you know i mentioned hvac systems and windows and appliances and this sort of thing so i mean when you think about like your your particular um living situation you know your household um you know not everybody lives in a single family home you know think about how you are living um and what your your situation is and then start to think about okay you know it, do you have a, an air conditioner or furnace you know uh, and or, or what appliances do you have really think about these kinds of things um and and ways to to optimize those so if if you're a you know if you've got a dishwasher for example um one of the things without even changing the dishwasher uh, one of the things you could do is um just make sure that thing is every time you run it that's a simple action a very simple action um, that optimizes the way you use that appliance Mm. for example so you're not wasting water you're not running it um, and using that electricity um, on a half full uh, dishwasher (laughs) for example and then you know if you do have an hvac system Air conditioner, or furnace. Um, you know, how old is that thing? And have you maintained it? Have you changed those air filters? All of that. Um, and if it is time to get a new one, um, you know, you, you can choose an electric one. And this is, you know, kind of going into the electrify, uh, scenario. But, but, but when you're thinking about what's, what's in your house, these are all opportunities, um, mm-hmm. to think through. And then, you know, even, you know, looking around, uh, if you don't have a dishwasher, you don't have an HVAC, you know, you, you, you know, don't let that stop you. (laughs) There are still things to do. Look around at your lights. Um, you know, maybe we've, this has kind of come up uh, over the years, but changing out your light bulbs, uh, to LEDs. Now these are now readily available on the market. They're very inexpensive and they last a long time. So this is something that you can really do. They draw way less power. Um, and so this is a, a, a really quick and easy thing you can do. Um, and another thing, like if you are paying for your electricity through your local o- electric utility, and then inquire with that electric utility about using uh, renewable energy, you know, the electricity uh, grid, uh, mm-hmm. maybe we'll draw from wind or solar farms nearby, that sort of thing. And so A lot of utilities have these programs. And that's a way you can... Um, you can start to shift, you know, just the type of power that you're getting. Um, so inquire about that, sign up for that. That's a great way to to reduce carbon emissions. And then, you know, the second piece there is electrify. So this is what I talked about. Like if you've got a furnace or an air conditioner and you need to switch it out, um, you know, really, you know, choose the electric option instead of a, a NASA option, for example. Um, so, so that's one way to to electrify appliances. They're also, you know, hot water heaters are another good example. We just replaced ours. It was at the end of its life cycle. It still worked. It was a little bit of a weird feeling. It still worked, but it was five years past the due date. You know, we thought, oh my gosh. Um, So we did replace it with an electric hot water heater. And so that's another way, you know, fireplaces, stoves, these sorts of things. Um, And then, you know, the Bigger ticket items if you're looking for a car, um, electric vehicles um is a is a the next the next thing. Um we we are as a country moving toward electrifying the the vehicle fleet. So if you are in the market for a car, go electric. It's great. It was one of the things I, you know, I my husband and I had been saving for a few years uh for a car. Mm-hmm for an electric car. And we finally bought one. And I just remember the weight lifting off my chest when we drove the car home. I thought we did it. We finally did it, you know, and, um, and it's just been great uh, to do. So, you know, that's another thing uh, to electrify your, your vehicle. And then, you know, beyond that decarbonize, look around your house, think about ways you can decarbonize. If you are in an urban setting, um, or, or, you know, an, an area where, you know, you can ride your bike, uh, to the soccer game or to the grocery store or, or wherever you are. That is a great way to, to decarbonize, to just, you know, get out there, you know, not only to, to decarbonize, but also for your health as well. And, and just get out and see your community, um, ride your bike. Another really, um, easy thing to do is to eat less meat. Mm. eat Why is less that? meat because meat is um really carbon intense it's it's intense to raise those animals and then go through the whole um processing uh of of meat um you're raising grain to feed the animals you're using farm equipment um to manage those animals you're processing those animals you know like the whole thing so um the production of of fruits and vegetables is a lot less carbon intensive than that of meat so um so if you you know if you think about your diet and um and just you know substitute in um vegetarian meals a couple times a week that is a great way to reduce carbon emissions and and it also costs a lot less i mean meat is the price of meat is high right now so if you're looking to even save some money that's that's a great way to go as well and we can all do that um Mm -hmm. in, in various ways um so so those are a couple of examples of of decarbonizing um and then on the reuse front um I mean, if you look around your house, I'm looking around my house right now, I just see a lot of things that I can reuse. Um, I mean, we get packaging from, you know, <laughs> from everywhere. <laughs> and it's just so for me, that's kind of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just bought this thing in this, you know, multi-layer package. Um, but we think about like, what can we reuse? And sometimes it's really simple stuff. Like, If you are buying yogurt at the grocery store, it comes in a, you know, a lot of times a plastic cup, you can reuse that thing um, several times, just wash it and reuse it. I mean, that's a very simple, simple thing to do. Um, You can reuse bags that you might get bread or tortillas or, you know, chips in. you can reuse those things, use them as trash bags. Um, These are very simple uh, ways to reuse, but then it also goes for larger stuff as well. Um, and boxes we may get from, you know, ordering online, these sorts of things. So there's always an opportunity to, to reuse something. And one of the things that I think is kind of like this, um, the unsung hero (laughs) is, um, is composting because we can, we can do it. And it's actually, it's, it's a wonderful way to reuse the food uh the organics that are coming into our lives every single day um and turning them back into nutrient-rich soil it's 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 a it's just a like i find um quite a wonderful way to uh to keep materials in the system so to speak uh Mm -hmm. and everybody you know can compost in their own way. Sometimes it's, it's a municipal compost program that you participate in. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes you can do it, you know, if you've got a a situation where you can do it in your backyard, um, you can, you can personally uh, utilize the the soil and the benefits of that. So, um, you know, the, for composting, it's, we really do not want to put organic matter in the landfill. Uh, that when we talk about greenhouse gas emissions, um, organic matter decomposes and produces methane, which is way more mm-hmm. potent uh, than carbon dioxide. So um, so I know I'm spending a bit of time on compost, but it's really important to keep organic matter out of the landfill. And that's something that we can do
0: mm-hmm. at you know, through through our household activities, so. Yeah, there's even companies now that will come to your house and pick them up, you know, once a week. So it has been made really convenient, and it does feel so much better. And you know what? It doesn't smell. My garbage doesn't stink anymore. And I moved out of my house into an apartment, and I heard someone say, oh, I keep my compost in the freezer. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant, right? So I don't get when it's heat, when all that heat in in the summer here in the South. It's like boom! It's just right there in the freezer, and then somebody comes and picks it up. So, yeah, yeah. and then that's like a great idea. I know, isn't it great? And then I like get a big bag of composting soil twice a year, which is really nice too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, those are really doable and um, you know wonderful things that people can incorporate and end up feeling. I think you begin to feel like, okay, I can do something, right? I think it's when we feel like we hear this and we can't do anything or we do get a little bit paralyzed or it's just not knowledgeable enough to, to understand, you know, cause it gets put out so much in fear mm-hmm. and it's like, but there's, you know, I think the more that we can understand something and then the way you've broken it down and given actions is really valuable. And I think that people can really start to see that there's something they can each do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do so I have okay, so here's a here's a question though, because I do hear sometimes like right. So as I just say that, I every once in a while will have somebody say, Well, why should I do it? What's it real you know, if like no one else is doing this, it's really just not gonna make a difference, you know. I'm not gonna do anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you say I, to someone like that?
1: I, I hear that too, a lot. And, um, again, I think it goes back to what you just said, like, um, you know, we, we don't quite understand, uh, uh, what sustainability is or, or it's so complex and there are so many things we could do and it just throws us into this paralysis. Um, you know, so, uh, I, I tend to try and find out what people are interested in, Mm. um, and, and start there. I mean, for me, I mean, years and years and years ago, before I even knew what sustainability was, I was just, I, I mean, I was always the kid that, um, that turned off the lights at home, or, re- or recycled the soda cans or, or, or that sort of thing. And then I realized, um, you know, in, in, in college, I, I just I was frustrated with the packaging. That's sort of where, where it started for me. Um, I was spending a lot of money on, um, I have really sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. So I I would try and find products that that would, you know, just moisturizers that would work, um, wouldn't irritate my skin. And I always like, it just irritated me. Um, first of all, I was spending a lot of money, um, find, you know, on these products and then they, they, were, they weren't working. And so I would not, you know, I'd, I'd have to throw them away. And I just felt almost sick at my stomach I had this knot in my stomach because I was not only wasting money but I was also throwing this stuff away and and the packaging and all of that Mm. and it just was was kind of a thing that latched on latched on and um, and then I finally got the great idea to look up a recipe for making my own Try that out, see what that was like, and so I did, and I've been doing it for now twenty plus years, and just making my own. But but that was the kind of thing that really got me thinking, like, wait a second, you know, what does this mean? What does it mean for for ourselves? What does it mean for our corporate systems, which is what I now work in, um, and and why are we even talking about this in the first place? And um, and as I studied more, I mean, we we got ourselves into this, uh, you know, through our industrial um, way of living. Um, we are hooked on the use of fossil fuels for our energy systems. And we, you know, we had the ability to come up with these systems and get ourselves into this. And so we have the ability to rethink how we do things and get ourselves out of this. It's it's we we do want to um i think it's 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 natural for people to want to contribute to something bigger than themselves um but the planet's gonna be okay (laughs) it's resilient we are the ones that are gonna struggle and um and you know, be stressed as a species. And so it is in our best interest to figure out how to adapt and um, change what we rely on for, for energy, change how we live. Um, mm-hmm. That way our children have the same abundances and opportunities that, that we have right now. Um, and if we don't do that, you know, they, they will not inhabit the same kind of world that we have enjoyed uh for the last hundred years or so and um so you know it's taking a big idea it's taking something that you know like maybe you're frustrated with with you know wasting face cream which is what got me (laughs) into this in the first place and um and, you know, maybe there's something like that that's really irking you. And, you know, you think about, okay, how do I do it differently? How do I, how can I solve this problem that is bothering me in my own household? You know, if you're spending a lot of money on, you know, air condition, like, let's figure that out and think through what that might mean um, for you and your situation and, and focus on that one thing and, and then kind of expand from there. Because, um, you know, it it is such an opportunity for, you know, growing ourselves, um, teaching our children, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, also connecting and engaging with our community. Um, and, And I think that's why we should care. I really do. I, I think it's why we should care because, um, it's, you know, it's, it's about us. It's about, um, how we want to live and what we want to give to our children. Yeah. So I, I know that was a long winded answer, but it's, you know, (laughs) it's kind of one of those things that has Mm -hmm. stuck with me, evolved with me over time. And, um, You know, maybe it's you know, maybe there's a kernel in there for for other people that, um, you know, (laughs) they can they can latch on to.
0: So, yeah, if something's bothering you, what proactive action can you take? Right. And Mm -hmm. you just never know where that's going to lead. Thank you. This has been wonderful. Um, And it's a good place to end off. But before we do, uh, I'm curious to know what book you're reading right now.
1: Well, I just started a book called uh, "Culture Code: The Secrets of Highly Successful Groups" uh, uh, by Daniel Coyle. I know um, I just started, so um, I I'll have to come back and tell you how it is. <laughs> so.
0: Perfect. We will definitely do that. Okay. Well, thank you again for this, and um, and until I see you again. Stay curious. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Sharing the show or an episode that really resonated with you, with friends or on social media, is always appreciated. For podcast updates, please subscribe at ecogal.tv forward slash subscribe. Graphic element and logos, courtesy of Linda Cornelius. Audio editing by Danielle Mikesell. Our theme music was created by Taylor Pye. You can find us on Instagram, at EcoGal TV. We appreciate your support and we value your time and energy. So we hope you found this useful and of value. Thank you for listening. See you back here soon, and until then, stay curious.